Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you're listening to House of Cards. Today, the game is different. I want to gamble. Gambling is a very serious business. Is that clear? Welcome to House of Cards. Dave Weishelder with you here deep from the swamps of Jersey. we got a great show coming up for you. You know, the last couple of years, daily fantasy sports have been everywhere. You've seen it on TV. Hey, you even heard me read commercials for them on this radio show. But do we really know what we're putting our money into? An amazing book has come out to show you what goes on behind the scenes in these big daily fantasy sports companies. The book is called Dueling with Kings, High Stakes, Killer Sharks, and the Get-Rich Promise of Daily Fantasy Sports. We have the author with us, Daniel Barbarisi, who was a former Yankee beat writer for the Wall Street Journal. He gave all that up to dive into the world of daily fantasy sports, and he wrote an incredible book about it. I couldn't put this book down. An absolute incredible story. So stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. Is your bathroom looking old and worn out? Want to update it, but you don't know where to start? Then let VCI Bath & Shower show you how to turn that old bath into an aisle of beauty and functionality. Our residential bathroom solutions provide the best value on the market, and our customer service is second to none. Our cost-effective VCI Bath & Shower family of products has what you need. Remodeling our bathroom was a big decision for us. They didn't make a mess out of our house at all. And at the end of the day, we had a beautiful new bathroom. And it was a great experience the whole way through. We have the best monthly payment programs in the industry, with payments as low as $68 per month, or no interest, no payments for 18 months. That's right. Get the bathroom of your dreams now and pay for it in 2021. Call 1-800-308-8291 for a free no-obligation price quote. That's 1-800-308-8291. When you want quality bathroom products at a great price, it's got to be BCI Bath & Shower. That's 1-800-308-8291. The Casino Esport Conference returns to Las Vegas this October 7th and 8th at the Alexis Resort. The Casino Esport Conference brings together online and land-based gaming operators with professionals from all avenues of the esports industry. This two-day conference and exhibition will allow attendees to discover new revenue and traffic through esports events and wagering. The Casino Esports Conference is the preeminent event to meet, share ideas, explore a wealth of product and service solutions, and to find the best way forward in the lucrative market of esports. CEC is the only conference covering the legal, policy, and regulatory dimensions of getting into this constantly evolving form of gaming and entertainment. Panels include experts discussing wagering, mobile social gaming, the latest technology, and much, much more. Don't wait. Head on over to www.casinoesportconf.com and register today to attend this exciting and unique look at the esports industry. That website again is www.casinoesportconf.com. The Casino Esport Conference, live and back in Las Vegas. You know, ever since the U.S. Supreme Court handed down its decision lifting the national ban on sports betting, the gambling landscape of the country is changing on a daily basis. So how do you keep up with all the latest news and developments? How do you know what each state is doing? You go to the one site that has all the information you need to stay ahead of the game, and that site is usbets.com. That's usbets.com. Written by the leading experts in the gambling industry, all you'll need is one visit to usbets.com, and you'll see why it's the number one gambling magazine in the USA. 
With usbets.com, you get up-to-date information on not just the sports betting scene, but also the latest news and notes on the entire gaming industry all across the country. It's not just one state, it's all of them in one spot. Stay in the loop and stay on top of your game. Get the latest news on sports betting and gambling from the country's number one gambling magazine. Get on over to usbets.com. That's usbets.com. Sometimes life is wonderful, and sometimes it's not. Cherish the good, but always be prepared for life's challenges. At Private Healthcare, we provide the peace of mind you deserve. With Private Healthcare, you'll get the coverage you want and healthcare you need. If your employer doesn't supply healthcare coverage and you don't qualify for Medicare or Medicaid, you need to give us a call right now. Private healthcare is private health insurance for ages 65 and under with medical, dental, vision, and even prescription coverage. When life comes at you unexpectedly, you need to be ready, and health insurance is your financial safety net. If you're looking for health coverage at the best price and your annual household income is $35,000 or more, give us a call at 800-231-9279. That's 800-231-9279. 800-231-9279. You're listening to House of Cards. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you. House of Cards is brought to you by Drizzly, your online liquor store. Available in over 95 cities across North America, Drizzly offers a huge selection and competitive pricing with a side of personalized content. Now there's no need to leave the house. Get alcohol delivered in less than an hour by Drizzly. Head on over to drizzly.com and order today. And now get $5 off your first order of $20 or more when using promo code DRINK19 at checkout. Shop beer, wine, and liquor with drizzly.com. You know, over the last few years, daily fantasy sports has dominated the sports scene. A couple of years ago, you couldn't turn on the TV or radio without hearing one of the commercials. You know, I even had to read them for the show. But an amazing new book is taking us behind the scenes of this interesting world of daily fantasy sports. That book is Dueling with Kings, and the writer is Daniel Barbarisi, who was the Yankees beat writer for the Wall Street Journal. And we're lucky to have Daniel on the phone with us now. Daniel, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, Dan, first off, Dueling with Kings is an amazing, eye-opening book. And as I said before, you were already in the sports scene, but it took another sports writer to turn you on to daily fantasy sports. So how'd that come about? Yeah, it, it was pretty crazy. I mean, I hadn't really heard of, of daily fantasy sports at all until about April, May of 2015, when I was covering the Yankees uh, for the Wall Street Journal, as you noted. And um Another uh, sports writer, we were actually in the press box at Fenway Park, and another sports writer essentially showed me FanDuel, and I, I was struck by three immediate reactions. The first was, whoa, this is really fun. Uh, the second was, how on earth is this legal? <laughs> um, and the third was, uh, I'm going to make a ton of money on this. Um, 
So I was right on the first two in that it is a lot of fun as a game itself. The second is, it is crazy that it's legal at all, and that struck me in the same way it struck a lot of other people. Um, and then the third part I was definitely wrong about, where I thought I was going to suddenly get rich quick because I was a baseball writer, and obviously I should be so good at this daily fantasy sports baseball thing. Uh, and that part I was very, very wrong about. The first time I heard about Daily Fantasy Sports is I was given a script to read for the commercials for this show. I mean, the uh, FanDuel sent me a script. They they open up an account for me. They put money in the account. And they say, hey, you know what? Play every week. Um, talk about your personal experiences and then read the rest of the script. So that was my introduction to Daily Fantasy Sports. And the last time I heard about fantasy sports was, you know, guys getting together and doing a year-long uh, league and they had you know drafts and bars and basements and so your initial impression of daily fantasy sports was wow how how could this actually be legal and fun yeah i mean i think a lot of people came into it in a similar way to you uh where you know and i, I did as well that what we have the relationship with fantasy sports was exactly that picturing the guys you know sitting around you know you have your league I, i've been doing that kind of stuff since through the late 90s um, and it's just a, a fun leisure activity with your friends. And, you know, yes, there is technically a lot of the time money involved, but it's the kind of thing where you might win 200, 300 bucks at the end of the year. And, you know, it's pretty hard to call that gambling in any real sense, um, because the event frequency is just so low. Um, and the potential payoff, I think for the time invested is also incredibly low. Um, but you know, with daily fantasy sports, that all changed in an instant, you know, where you're, Redoing this event every day, you can put in entries to literally hundreds of contests at any one time if needed, and it's just a completely different game. It, it is, it was to me an obvious gambling game, and that's I think what struck many people. Um, but that's when, you know, when it all started to really hit the scene, and you know, when you were doing those readouts uh, and advertisements and all that for the in the summer of 2015, yep, yep. which was when that ad blitz really started to hit, <laughs> that was when I was kind of trying to figure out the whole thing and see, okay, where did this come from? How did this happen? What is it? And, and at that time, I was trying to figure out, you know, really, is this whole thing on the level? Is this okay? Is it, you know, is it the kind of thing we should be concerned about? Is it you know, because again, I did certainly tell it was fun, but I could also tell there were a lot of things wrong under the hood, where the thing had grown so fast that there were no controls in place and no certainly regulations in governing it, and nothing around it basically saying, okay, this is something where you could feel yourself as the consumer using it, that you know everything is protected, that everything is clear, and, you know, everything is, is kind of safe for you to be in this space. And that's one of the things that struck me right away. And what made me want to do the book about it was that when I was kind of diving into it and I was suffering a lot of early losses, I was seeing a lot of things that were very, very weird to me. A lot of things that really struck me in strange ways. And a lot of those were kind of things that would eventually come out in larger mass media. Um, and people would also notice this stuff and say, oh, hey, a lot of this is not normal. A lot of this is probably not good. We should probably take a look into this. And so that's what I was experiencing at the time. And that's a lot of stuff that's in the early parts of the book is recognizing early on that there was a lot of stuff wrong with this, that despite the fact this was a lot of fun and kind of a cool game, you know, it was a bit of a Wild West environment, and there were a lot of things that really needed to be changed about it. Okay, hold that thought. We're going to take a quick break. See you on the other side.
It's getting warmer outside, and the action is really starting to heat up on the tables at Party Poker in New Jersey. Sign up with code EXIT7A and take advantage of Party Poker's new sign-up offer of $25 free, plus a first deposit match up to $600 and start playing poker online today. Daily tournaments, cash games, sit and goes. The Party Poker U.S. Network offers players an opportunity to participate in their favorite poker tournaments online every day, all day. And don't forget about their Sunday tournament featuring $35,000 in guaranteed prize money. So head on over to nj.partypoker.com and sign up today with our promo code EXIT7A. New customers get $25 free when registering, plus you also get a first deposit match up to $600. That's code EXIT7A to get your $25 free when registering and your first deposit match up to $600. The cards are in the air at partypoker.com in New Jersey. Must be 21 and over and located in New Jersey. New patrons only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. During these difficult times, we understand how important it is to stay healthy and safe. With so many of us confined to our homes and not being able to work, we feel the financial burden more than ever. Many folks lost their jobs and businesses. Others were furloughed and some are working from home at reduced pay. Keeping up with your bills is not easy under these circumstances. If you have credit card debt and cannot keep up with your monthly payments, we at Debt Fix Pros are here to help. Give us a call to see how we can reduce your interest rates and lower your monthly payments. Protect your credit and let us help you find a solution that fits your needs. We, your friends at Debt Fix Pros, are here to help. Let us take care of your credit card debt so you can focus on what is really important. Call for a free phone consultation at 800-919-6011. 800-919-6011. That's 800-919-6011. 800-919-6011. United We Stand. With some of the best promotions and offers in the sports betting market, PointsBet simply stands out. PointsBet is the only U.S. online bookmaker to offer points betting, where every yard, every point, every goal, even every play matters. Same game parlays, good karma payouts, early payouts, and exclusive game day promotions and guarantees for all sports. PointsBet offers more bet types than any other bookmaker in the world, offering a unique set of markets that aren't available anywhere else. And now PointsBet is offering one of the best sign-up offers in the sports betting market today. New customers signing up with code BET21 receive two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Get up to $500 back if your first fixed odds bet loses, and up to $1,500 if your first points betting bet loses. That's code BET21 for two risk-free bets up to $2,000 at PointsBet. PointsBet, it pays to be fast. Must be 21 years or older, and in New Jersey to place a bet. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to the House of Cards. Night, night, not thrilling, the night. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaud with you. House of Cards is brought to you by Drizzly, your online liquor store. Available in over 95 cities across North America, Drizzly offers a huge selection and competitive pricing with a side of personalized content. Now there's no need to leave the house. Get alcohol delivered in less than an hour by Drizzly. Head on over to drizzly.com and order today. And now get $5 off your first order of $20 or more when using promo code DRINK19 at checkout. Shop beer, wine, and liquor with drizzly.com. For those of you just joining us, we are talking with Daniel Barbarisi, author of Dueling with Kings, which is an incredible look inside the world of daily fantasy sports. Now, 
I split my time between New Jersey and Boston, and I'm familiar with your wife, Emily Benjamin. And in my opinion, she's one of the best uh, sports writers in the country. What was your conversation? Well, thank you on her behalf. Yeah. What was your conversation like when you told her, you know what, I want to quit my job and devote all my time to playing daily fantasy sports? <laughs> <laughs> It was really more of a conversation of, I want to quit my job and devote my time to writing a book about this insane world. And so that was something she could certainly get behind. Okay. And her her concept, you know, and her reaction was, yeah, I see that this thing is nuts. And, you know, I, I said, I, I, I think the best way to tell this story is to really live it full time and to be involved in it full time and to really be inside this thing. And that's the best way to get the best narrative about it and get the way to really tell what's going on with this. And she was supportive of that. And I will say, by the time I actually quit my job, we're about, you know, kind of halfway through the narrative of the book. Um, by that time, everything had gone crazy. And it was kind of well proven that I was really deep inside the whole thing. So, I mean, I don't think I would have, she would have been okay with it or that I would have done it if. I just said it from the start, you know, if, if kind of where the book picks up in May of 2015, where I discover it in, you know, the Family Park Press box, if I'd come home that day and said, hey, sweetie, I think I'm going to go quit my job and be a DFS player full time and maybe I'll write something about it. Would she have said, yeah, that's a great idea. But by the time the Wall Street Journal actually kind of forced me to make that decision um, by saying, you know, well, you can do the book or you can be the Yankees beat writer, but you can't do both. Uh, it was, you know, six or seven months into it, and I was already pretty well established in the DFS world. And uh, I think by that time, it seemed like less of a crazy thing, but still a little crazy. So, <laughs> you know, there was definitely a lot of worry there, and she was definitely, you know, had to take a leap of faith in trusting me that this was all going to turn out okay. But, uh, you know, I think relatively speaking, it did. So, um, yeah, we look back on that as a positive decision. Okay. See, I'm a fan of you for just pulling that part of it off. Good for you. <laughs> when you jumped into the world of daily fantasy sports, it appeared that initially maybe people weren't too enthusiastic about speaking with you. Is that correct? Were they pretty guarded on what they said to you first off? You know, it's funny. It went through two phases. Um, initially, they were extremely happy to talk to me because it was before everything had really gone crazy, you know, with the quote-unquote Ethan Haskell scandal in the fall of 2017, which was when um, – you know, one of the employees at DraftKings, a guy named Ethan Haskell, was accused of a quote-unquote insider trading, yeah. using information from you know from his company to bet on uh, events at FanDuel. And I, you know, from what I've dealt with, I don't think that was something he was doing. But it certainly exposed a situation where there were no controls over anything, and it's the kind of thing that easily could have happened because the situation was so you know, Wild West and so all over the place. And, you know, the ridiculous initial situation of companies, of employees of one company being able to bet on the other one's site, which seems like an obvious no-brainer that you should not be able to do that. But stuff like that was happening all the time. I mean, technically, so, that, that wasn't illegal. I think it just, did it just look no, bad? No, no. Yeah, I mean, nothing they did really was illegal per se. Mm -hmm. It was all just extremely, I would say, improper. Um, you know, emblematic of a situation where these companies had grown well beyond any ability for them to regulate themselves. And, you know, people were just kind of doing whatever they could get away with. Uh, a lot of things that would not be technically illegal, but would certainly not pass the sniff test. And there was a lot of that kind of stuff all over the place, as I kind of try to deal with in the book. Uh, but so initially, before any of that happened, 
they loved talking to me because they were essentially saying, we're, look, we're so big, we're growing so fast, everybody loves us. Then as soon as the asshole stuff happened, everybody shut down in a major way. Uh, and everyone was very worried. Although at that point, I was already kind of on the inside because I had started this project, you know, before everything went crazy. And so when a lot of other media came out of the woodwork looking to talk to these people, they were not allowed in at all. And I was able to get some level of access because people trusted me from being in from before everything went wrong. And so, you know, I wasn't really viewed as some Johnny come lately who was looking to take advantage of the scandal. They were more like, okay, well, this guy's been in for a while already. We'll talk to you. Although it definitely became harder from that point on to get any real, you know, access with some people. And some were very wary, you know, and, and were hard to deal with throughout. But I think generally speaking, it, it did go in two phases. And then, uh, you know, that allowed me to kind of have the insider access that a lot of other people were not allowed to get just because I was on the scene earlier. You, you mentioned laws, and uh, in the book you mentioned one law, the Unlawful Internet Gaming Enforcement Act, or the UIGEA, which outlawed online poker. Now, was that the spark that helped grow fantasy sports, and was that also the specter that people thought that could do us in? Yeah, a little both. I mean, it, it's funny. I, I, I caution away from using the word fantasy sports when describing all of this, and I you know, the industry wants you to do that. But the reality is that, you know, season-long traditional fantasy sports and daily fantasy sports are two very different animals. Or one is really a mutant strain of the other. You're being daily like the mutated version of, of season-long. Season-long being the one we're kind of all familiar with, you know, with all the dudes in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's the UIGA is what mutated that game. It's exactly what happened. You know, and so what happened was in 2006, uh, they sought to ban, you know, the U.S. government, federal government, sought to ban online poker, and they were largely successful in doing so, even though it took a while to kind of really bear fruit. But with UIGA, they, they knocked online poker out effectively. And at that time, the, you know, the sports leagues were the worried that was going to lead to the eradication of their very pleasant and really not thought of as any sort of a problem, season-long fantasy sports hobby industry, which is, you know, small but growing at the time. And so... The authors of that bill, UIGA, put in a, a, a provision, a, a carve-out that said, in this online poker barring bill, fantasy sports are exempted. They're okay. And so fantasy was really protected. Now, what happened was right after that, some really smart guys took a look at that law, and they said, hey, wait, if I build a game to the exact tenets of this carve-out, I can create essentially nationalized, legalized sports gambling around fantasy sports and that was correct and it was legal and so that's where daily fantasy sports was born you know essentially in the spring of 2007 and it kind of took off it trickled took off slowly but once people realized over a few years oh wait this is legal this is okay and no one's going to come bust us at the federal level you know big money started to get behind it and the companies particularly FanDuel at first really started to grow and so you know that was what allowed it to go forward, and I think it generally has been protected at the federal level. The problem these companies had was that there were no protections built in at the state level, and UIGEA protected them pretty well you know, nationally, but it did nothing for them by the states. And the federal government has traditionally left gambling law up to the states. So you know, depending on what your state laws were, in some states, DFS was, was in pretty good shape, and in about half of the rest, it was on fairly shaky legal ground. And that's what we've seen over the last year or two is these states fight it out. Or pardon me, these uh, these companies, FanDuel and DraftKings, 
fight it out in the states where they're on shaky legal ground, that roughly half of states. And those are the ones where you've seen attorney generals come after them and, you know, a big fight in the state of New York, which yeah. is one of the things I really detail in the book. Um, and, you know, they, those the companies won that fight, which is what allowed them to stay in business. But they've also had a lot of other tough ones in places like Texas, where they're kind of half operating, and Florida, where they're operating, but they probably are in a little bit of a shaky legal environment if they will, if somebody decides to press the issue. Or places like, um, you know, states where they're actually banned right now, places where they don't have positive legal footing, and so they are, you know, want to stay out of it. Okay, hold that thought. We're going to take a quick break. See you on the other side. Tax Solutions Now is a complimentary referral service that connects callers to companies that provide tax services. Money matters. If you owe thousands in back taxes to the IRS, how much can Tax Solutions Now save you? I paid less than I owe. That's right. Money matters. So call Tax Solutions Now and get the IRS off your back. Since 2014, Tax Solutions Now has been a leader in the tax resolution industries. Remove wage garnishments, property liens, fines, and penalties. Qualify for the Fresh Start program or even uncollectible status. How much can Tax Solutions Now save you? I owed the IRS over $10,000. I paid a fraction of what I owed. Call now to reduce or even eliminate your back taxes. I called Tax Solutions Now and got the IRS off my back. Thanks. You saved us a ton of money. Money matters. How much can Tax Solutions Now save you? Call now and find out. Call 800-683-7377. Attention Medicare recipients and anyone turning 65. Medicare has approved new benefits not included with original Medicare and older Medicare Advantage plans. You may not be getting all of the benefits you're entitled to, including in-home aids, telephone appointments with your doctors, home-delivered meals and prescriptions. These benefits may be available and it's a free call to enroll. The new plans may also offer free eyeglasses, free hearing aids, free wellness visits, and gym memberships. Call the Medicare Benefits Line now. It's easy. Call 800-217-1797. 800-217-1797. Find out if you're eligible for new benefits like meal and prescription delivery, in-home aids, and telemedicine. Some plans may have a $0 monthly premium or zero copays for big out-of-pocket savings. Not all Medicare Advantage plans are alike. The new plans have more benefits for many people. Call 800-217-1797. 800-217-1797. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, BABE16, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy, and six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, Mm. and even blow you away. Plus... Free shipping! Always sent in discreet packaging. 
Go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus the 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code BABE16. That's BABE16 because without it, no free stuff. That's BABE16 at adamandeve.com. Having a rough morning after a long night out? Stayed at the party a little too long and you have work the next day? Well, we've all been there. That's why there's morning recovery. Morning Recovery is the flagship product of More Labs, and it's scientifically engineered to outsmart rough mornings. Their patent-pending formula has been designed to boost your body's natural response to alcohol, rehydrate, and restore your body's vital nutrients. What's that all mean? It means Morning Recovery helps you feel better after drinking. Take one full bottle right before your first drink, between drinks, or up to one hour after your last drink. Go get some rest and wake up feeling like a million bucks. It's that simple. And we've got a special offer for you. Use promo code RADIO15 at morelabs.com and get 15% off of your first purchase of Morning Recovery or any of their other great products. That's RADIO15 at morelabs.com to take advantage of this great promo of 15% off of your first purchase. Morning Recovery from More Labs, so you can work hard, play hard, and live life without compromise. Are you paying too much for your health insurance? Are your deductibles too high? Or are you completely uninsured? If you answered yes to any of these questions, Healthcare Help Desk can help you now when people need help the most. Health insurance laws and rules have changed. If you have Obamacare, are uninsured, or your premiums are too high, call Healthcare Help Desk. It's free. New healthcare plans are available, and you may qualify for dental coverage and lower copays and deductibles. Make the free call now. Top quality coverage at the lowest prices anywhere. You may be paying too much and not even know it. In these troubled times, health care is more important than ever. Don't let another day go by without health insurance. Policies are being offered with very low copays and deductibles. So if you're uninsured, underinsured, or paying too much, call Health Care Help Desk. 800-329-7906. 800-329-7906. When it comes to online sports betting, PlaySugarHouse.com offers players one of the best experiences in the state of New Jersey. They offer live in-game betting on sporting events worldwide, money line bets, point spreads, prop bets, play-by-play bets, and many more. All at PlaySugarHouse.com, your new home for sports betting in New Jersey. Take advantage of one of their 12 easy deposit methods to get in on all the action. And now when you sign up at PlaySugarHouse.com using our promo code HOUSE, they'll match your first deposit up to $250. Must be 21 years or older and in New Jersey to place a bet. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Dave Weishadol from House of Cards with your House of Cards Gaming Report for the week of September 6, 2021. Both New Jersey and Nevada reported impressive revenue numbers for their casinos. The state of New Jersey reported a profitable second quarter for eight of the nine Atlantic City casinos, while Nevada casinos reported a record July with over $1.3 billion in winnings. Nevada slot machines also reported their best month ever in July with over $873 million in revenue. Fantasy sports contests became legal in Arizona during the last weekend of August. Currently, there are six licensed fantasy sports operators in the state. DraftKings, Vandal, FFPC, Yahoo, Fantasy Sports Shark, and Underdog Sports. The launch of fantasy sports came as part of the legislation Arizona Governor Doug Ducey signed earlier this year to legalize sports gambling. And finally, football season is here, and as you can imagine, the NFL is expected to earn a lot of money from its casinos and sports betting deals. And now we know how much they expect to receive. According to a report from the Wall Street Journal, the NFL estimates that it will receive around $270 million this year from its various agreements with casinos and sportsbook operators. That figure could potentially grow to about a billion dollars during this next decade. 
Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. House of Cards is brought to you by BetMGM Casino. Play your favorite casino games at BetMGM Online Casino. Slots, table games, live dealer games, everything you love about Atlantic City and Vegas, all online at BetMGM. Go to BetMGM Casino, create an account using our promo code TURNPIKE, and become a verified player. New players get $25 free when signing up, plus a first deposit bonus up to $1,000. That's promo code TURNPIKE at BetMGM.com for a 100% deposit match up to $1,000 plus $25 free. Must be 21 years or older to place a bet. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to House of Cards. Check out our website at houseofcardsradio.com. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you. House of Cards is brought to you by Drizzly, your online liquor store. Available in over 95 cities across North America, Drizzly offers a huge selection and competitive pricing with a side of personalized content. Now there's no need to leave the house. Get alcohol delivered in less than an hour by Drizzly. Head on over to drizzly.com and order today. And now get $5 off your first order of $20 or more when using promo code DRINK19 at checkout. Shop beer, wine, and liquor with drizzly.com. For those of you just joining us, we are talking with Daniel Barbarisi, author of Dueling with Kings, which is an incredible look inside the world of daily fantasy sports. Now, when you entered the world of daily fantasy, uh, there were two really big players in the field. That was DraftKings and FanDuel. And you seemed to have much more contact with Nigel Eccles from FanDuel. What was his business philosophy regarding daily fantasy? Uh, I think he just saw it as, as an incredible growth opportunity. You know, I mean, Nigel was an entrepreneur and he saw a chance to grow a business. You know, Nigel was not a sports guy. He's not somebody, you know, uh, he did come from the English kind of betting industry, but I don't really see him as that kind of, you know, as a gambling industry guy per se. And that I, I think whatever he does next may not be in that space. Um, but you know, he is a very interesting guy, and, you know, I think I referred to him in the book as kind of the Henry Ford of the industry, mm-hmm. whereas he didn't come up with the original idea, but he made it something that was able to be consumed by the masses. And so, very interesting guy, very smart guy, one who really grew the industry into, you know, what it was in the step before it was today. And then the arrival of DraftKings in 2012 is what really turbocharged it, and that's the Boston-based company, um, you know, that was founded by Jason Robbins. Matt Kalish and Paul Lieberman. And those guys really took on FanDuel and were willing to push the envelope in a lot of ways that FanDuel was not in kind of pushing the legal boundaries of what UIGA allowed and being much more aggressive and really going after the poker crowd and, and really trying to grow the industry in ways that FanDuel was sometimes hesitant to do. And, you know, at the time, FanDuel and people who were kind of, the industry became very factionalized in that those who, supported DraftKings and their push to grow, grow, grow at all costs. And those who were kind of more on the FanDuel train of, we should take it slower, this growth is going to get us in trouble. And I think both were right in that DraftKings was right in that they were able to push 
and be more aggressive than I think FanDuel realized they could be in terms of offering other types of games like golf and stuff like that, and that they probably should have gone after the poker crowd. And FanDuel was right in that they recognized that the growth that DraftKings was pushing for was going to get them all in trouble, and that they were trying to grow too fast and too hard, and that's what really screwed the industry up was when you know DraftKings wanted to advertise FanDuel into oblivion, FanDuel had to fight back, and that created the advertising war that led to the level of scrutiny that kicked everybody off. You know, <laughs> the ads really, you know, the ads aggravated everyone, and that made it such that when there was a desire to look into this industry and to say, hey, there are some things that are wrong here, there was a national appetite to, you know, snack these guys on the bottom because they were so annoying by that point. Their ads were everywhere. And, you know, there was a real, you know, side for other for, you know, looking at these guys and saying, let's see them get their comeuppance because they did grow so fast and the advertising was so pernicious and pervasive that, you know, people were happy to see them um, get knocked down a peg. Yeah, I had to do four or five a week. I was like, boy, how, how many do they want for me? <laughs> and I, and you were benefiting. <laughs> yeah, no, hey, I was like, wow, they're really overdoing it. But, hey, I wasn't, no yeah. problem with me. But uh, but yeah. in the book, the, the players you described were incredibly interesting as well. I mean, those guys partied like rock stars. They had the best clubs, best restaurants. They partied at the Playboy Mansion. And, and I think one of the most interesting was your mentor. I guess you called himself Beep on the Jeep. Now, is he the one that really gave you the most insight on how to really play daily fantasy? Yeah, and Beep, Jay Rayner, a guy, a yeah. really wonderful guy, uh, lives near Toronto. Uh, he's a really interesting and kind of very well-known guy within that you know world, within the GFS space. And he's one of the kind of original big-time pros in this, which you know, really only takes you about five or six years. But that does make him pretty old school in this. <laughs> And so he kind of volunteered, or not volunteered, but I asked him to mentor me. And that's what really brought me into that world in a major way. And so he took me really under the hood and um, was able to get to know a lot of the top, top players from kind of being with him and living with him for a very brief time and, uh, you know, really seeing how it all works behind the scenes. Um, and so, yeah, he took me in and really, I learned a tremendous amount from him and, you know, he, he kind of mentored me in, in fantasy hockey, which I thought was going to be a tremendously stupid thing to do. I was a baseball writer. I thought I was going to be a big baseball expert. And then, of course, I was proven wrong because I didn't understand the game itself is not just about understanding baseball. It's understanding systems and game theory and how to game the game itself. And, um, you know, he taught me a lot of that. But he said, you know, a lot of reasons you're not doing well in baseball is that you need to wipe the slate clean of your kind of preconceived notions. And I want to start you from scratch with something you don't really know anything about, which is fantasy hockey. And so I said, that sounds absolutely crazy. I haven't paid attention to hockey since the 94 Rangers. But he said, no, that's a great idea. And amazingly, he was proven correct. Yeah, boy. Uh, and you, then I did, you know, I don't want to give too much away. But I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't, you know, I don't want to give it all away. But yeah, I, I became pretty good at it. Uh, and then I think does, you know, it was a pretty crazy story, I think. But it also speaks to the idea of, you know, what that world is like, which is that, you know, it is much more a math game with a sports facade than really a sports game per se, I think. I think that's and, what, that's um, what really shocked me. It was, it, it didn't seem like they were real big sports fans, but this was almost like an academic exercise because they really never watched the games they had money on, which was shocking to me. 
Yeah, I mean, some guys do and some guys don't. But uh, certainly a lot of the big-time pros think that it's very detrimental to watch to what the hell sweat the games full-time. Yeah, yeah. uh, and I certainly experienced that as well. You know, I mean, when you're watching those games, you know, you can really drive yourself crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the swings, the emotional swings of going up and down, you know, hundreds to thousands of dollars in any one moment, um, you know, with the crack of a bat or, you know, one shot one way or the other on a court or on ice. I mean, it, it will drive you crazy if you do it for too long. And a lot of the top guys recognize that, and they try to really actively stay away mm-hmm. from sweating the games, but it's very hard to do so. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's a real emotional roller coaster, and they know that. You know, as you saw in the book, I deal with some of the problem gambling issues that, you know, have arisen from this and, you know, that, that plague this world. And the companies, I think, are better about that stuff now, but it's always going to be a part of it. No question about it. I was really amazed at some of the other techniques these guys use to play. The use of algorithms was shocking to me. How would these top players use these computer programs to make their picks? What it really is is just kind of streamlining what takes you a while to do. So, I mean, what would happen is if, so, you know, if you're doing your picks, say you look at whatever bunch of stats, whether it's, you know, individual, let's, you know, we'll do a baseball example. Let's say it's, it's maybe like the Vegas odds for how many runs the team is going to score that day. Or how, what a player's done averages in his last 10 games. Or if you want to really drill down to it, what his exit velocity is on, on balls to right field, what his launch angle is. You can get really technical in drilling down to a lot of the stats. But doing those things is too well. So, you know, and you kind of have to repeat that process every day for every player if you really want to cast a wide net. So a lot of top players started doing, a lot of these guys are very, very, very computer savvy. Um, they would kind of systemize that. They would build an algorithm that would say, okay, they would throw in a bunch of stats, a bunch of the stats that you, whoever the individual player were, thought were valuable, and put weighted averages on each of those and say, okay, I think that, you know, recent slugging percentage is worth this much. And I think that, the chance to steal a base is worth this much. And I think that, say, the platoon advantage in baseball, righty hitter, say, versus the lefty pitcher, is worth this much. And I'm going to give all those things kind of a weight. And I'll put them all into this, this big pot, and I'll stew it up. And then at the end of the day, my algorithm, my program, will spit out a number. And it'll say, this player is the best rating that day. And then if the guy wants to, he can then pick that player because his, his system, his model has told him he thinks it's the best chance that day. Now, the reality is, if you make a crappy model, if you weight things wrong, if you're looking at the wrong numbers, your algorithm is not going to be good. It's going to help you to lose, not to win. But over time, a lot of these guys refined these algorithms to the point where they were really, really effective. And that allowed them to essentially then drop in, you know, massively impressive lineups at the drop of a hat. They could literally generate them instantly. And so what then happened is in the daily fantasy system, if you have one good lineup, you can put that lineup in everywhere and you can then create variations on it. If you have the ability to create multiple entries of those excellent lineups, you can then create 150 best and most effective lineups and throw them into a tournament and have them drop in on mass and create a tremendous advantage for yourself or even as money as 500 highly intelligent, computer-generated, algorithm-created lineups. And that's one of the things that really ticked me off, which is that, okay, I don't mind that these players 
are necessarily doing this, but the companies allowed them to leverage that advantage to what I thought was a very, very unhealthy degree for the kind of average player like me. And so that's one of the things that really bothered me about it. I think that's one of the things that bothered a lot of people about the way the daily fantasy industry was when I first got into it, 2015 or so. Now, they've made a lot of improvements since then to cut down, on I think, a lot of the mass multi-entry stuff. Um, but, you know, it's still definitely a problem, and it's the kind of situation where, you know, if you're the average person getting into this, you have to know that you're dealing with a playing field that is very, very tough on you, where the best players are very, very, very good. And, you know, you're going to face an uphill battle to, you know, get rich quick as the commercials led you to believe you could do. I got to tell you, I read that part and I was looking at it. I was like, wow, I didn't stand a chance <laughs> when I was playing. For it. <laughs> wow, boy. Uh, you also mentioned, which was also against the rules, is collusion. Did you see a lot of that? I mean, I, I know there was one part in the book where I believe it was the hockey finals where one guy was going around showing his lineup. Um, I don't know if that mm-hmm. rose yep. to the level of collusion, but was did you see a lot of collusion when you were in that world? Not a lot, no. Um, some examples of it. And, you know, it's funny because it's kind of thing where, okay, it's, it's you know, very much the pornography definition. You know, yeah. you don't know exactly how to describe it, but you know when you see it. And there are a lot of things where, you know, they are in a gray area, and it's like, okay, if two friends are talking about a lineup, that's fine. And even if, for instance, there's two brothers, these guys, Chipotle Attic and Papa Gates, who are two of the highest-level players, and they put in very similar lineups a lot of the time because they worked on their original algorithms and models together, but it's very hard to prove, and people don't know if they are actually colluding. They've been accused of it, and I'm not sure if they are or not, but... Um, it's very hard to prove if they are because, okay, how do you figure that out? You know, I think what would be collusion is if two people were working together and their lineups actually didn't end up overlapping at all. And that would be a way of circumventing the entry limits that have been put on these contests, you know, saying essentially you can't put in more than 150 entries by yourself because that would be an advantage. And if two people then put in two very similar sets of lineups but didn't have any overlap, where you then essentially get 300 unique, very effective lineups that are built around the same groups of players, that would be a type of collusion. And I think with those guys, for instance, that's what people were looking for, and I'm not sure if that really was the case then with them. It's very hard to say. I'm not in a position to really say whether they were or weren't or what the actual uh, outcomes were in that specific case. But that kind of stuff would be the collusion that people were talking about, what they were worried about and fearful of. And so, you know, there are examples of that kind of stuff, people at least being worried about it, and examples certainly of high-level players, groups of them kind of working in, in you know, uh, cohorts to try to create the best and you know, best lineups. And, it, you know, legally or even by the, you know, when I say legal, I mean by the terms of the site, it's hard to say where the line is crossed. But certainly, you know, there are groups where, three or four very, very effective players play somewhat as a team and share information and share concepts and lineups. And, yeah, that's another thing that if you're the little guy, that'll probably tick you off. And, um, you know, it certainly is one of the things that bothered me initially. And, you know, it's, it's yeah, it, it goes on in this world, and it's definitely hard to police it when it's at the less collusive level and more just at the, hey, these are smart guys working together. It's like, okay, can you really stop that? I don't know. Um, the sites definitely try to clamp down on the actual collusion stuff 
But um, you know, the the really effective players working as in a team format, that's harder to figure out where you draw the line on that. And that's something I think they're certainly struggling with to this day. We'll be right back with more House of Cards after this. Is your bathroom looking old and worn out? Want to update it, but you don't know where to start? Then let VCI Bath & Shower show you how to turn that old bath into an aisle of beauty and functionality. Our residential bathroom solutions provide the best value on the market, and our customer service is second to none. Our cost-effective VCI Bath & Shower family of products has what you need. Remodeling our bathroom was a big decision for us. They didn't make a mess out of our house at all. And at the end of the day, we had a beautiful new bathroom. And it was a great experience the whole way through. We have the best monthly payment programs in the industry, with payments as low as $68 per month, or no interest, no payments for 18 months. That's right. Get the bathroom of your dreams now and pay for it in 2021. Call 1-800-308-8291 for a free no-obligation price quote. That's 1-800-308-8291. When you want quality bathroom products at a great price, it's got to be BCI Bath & Shower. That's 1-800-308-8291. The Casino Esport Conference returns to Las Vegas this October 7th and 8th at the Alexis Resort. The Casino Esport Conference brings together online and land-based gaming operators with professionals from all avenues of the esports industry. This two-day conference and exhibition will allow attendees to discover new revenue and traffic through esports events and wagering. The Casino Esport Conference is the preeminent event to meet, share ideas, explore a wealth of product and service solutions, and to find the best way forward in the lucrative market of esports. CEC is the only conference covering the legal, policy, and regulatory dimensions of getting into this constantly evolving form of gaming and entertainment. Panels include experts discussing wagering, mobile social gaming, the latest technology, and much, much more. Don't wait. Head on over to www.casinoesportconf.com and register today to attend this exciting and unique look at the esports industry. That website again is www.casinoesportconf.com. The Casino Esport Conference, live and back in Las Vegas. You know, ever since the U.S. Supreme Court handed down its decision lifting the national ban on sports betting, the gambling landscape of the country is changing on a daily basis. So how do you keep up with all the latest news and developments? How do you know what each state is doing? You go to the one site that has all the information you need to stay ahead of the game, and that site is usbets.com. That's usbets.com. Written by the leading experts in the gambling industry, all you'll need is one visit to usbets.com, and you'll see why it's the number one gambling magazine in the USA. With usbets.com, you'll get up-to-date information on not just the sports betting scene, but also the latest news and notes on the entire gaming industry all across the country. It's not just one state, it's all of them in one spot. Stay in the loop and stay on top of your game. Get the latest news on sports betting and gambling from the country's number one gambling magazine. Get on over to usbets.com. That's usbets.com. Hey, this is Dave Weishadol from Turnpike Sports with this week's Bet Flash. 
Bet Flash is brought to you by BorgataCasino.com now in New Jersey and Pennsylvania. Gain access to the most exciting casino games when you join Borgata online. Sign up with promo code FLASH21 at BorgataCasino.com and receive a first deposit bonus up to $1,000 and $20 free when you register. Play the best online casino games at Borgata online. Single event sports betting went live in Canada last week. Only the provincial lotteries launched over the weekend, with the Ontario Lottery being the first to make online wagering available through its mobile and desktop sites. Third-party sports betting operators announced plans to launch their platforms in December of this year. The Oregon Lottery announced a deal with DraftKings for the sports betting operator to replace the state's current scoreboard app. As part of the deal, DraftKings agreed to stop offering its daily fantasy sports contest in the state. An official launch date of the new sports betting platform has not yet been announced. And finally, Caesars Entertainment announced a sports betting and fantasy sports deal with the Fiesta Bowl, the first of its kind with a college bowl game. As part of the deal, Caesars will be the pregame party sponsor of the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl, a presenting sponsor of the Arizona Bank and Trust Fiesta Bowl kickoff luncheon, and will have corporate fan lounges inside Chase Field. From the seaside to the desert, from the betting lines to the sites online, Turnpike Sports has got you covered. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at Turnpike Sports. You're listening to House of Cards. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you 3 to 1 odds. Nope. 5 to 1. Nope. 10 to 1. You're on. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you. For those of you just joining us, we are talking with Daniel Barbarisi, author of Dueling with Kings, which is an incredible look inside the world of daily fantasy sports. Now, players seem to have their own kind of uh, language. You know, there was chalk, contrarian, stacking. And like like I said, you, you became very successful in hockey. Were these some of the strategies you used for your success in daily fantasy sports? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I tried to use, you know, whatever people would, and other people would teach me. And I tried to understand the, the best individual methods of doing this, you know, while not doing anything that was, would be ever considered wrong, but just understanding how, how these guys would play and how to do it. Now, I never, I was never a mass multi-entry guy. I never really effectively used an algorithm or anything like that. I tried to do it kind of what I would call the quote unquote right way, you know, and whatever. That's a little bit high minded of me. But, um, you know, I, yeah, I, I tried to just take his teachings and get good with them as, as the way I could. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's funny. You know, you do certainly become immersed in it over time and really come to, to live that world. And, you know, uh, I'd like to think I became very fluent in all of it, but that was the idea, was to become one of these guys in order to tell the story of what life is like in there. I, I was also surprised that, like in poker, players bought other players' action. And so how was this used in daily fantasy, yeah, that was something that really surprised me. I didn't yeah. know anything about that. I didn't, you know, you guys know poker a lot better than I do. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know even that was a thing that went on in that world. Um, and so until then, when when Beep started trying to buy and sell my action, uh, and so you know he got behind me in certain ways and and would back me and and stake me at times, and then also wanted a piece of me. And when I started winning money, I was actually winning him a lot of money um, at the time, and I just had no idea that was going on at all in the larger world and. I think, you know, that's something where, you know, if you go to one of these big daily fantasy finals and people are holding up the giant check and all that, 
you know, I mean, yeah, like the, the guys who are winning them are, are winning a lot of the time a very small percentage of it because so many of them swap and sell their action to each other. And I think the companies don't love talking about that because it diminishes the idea that, hey, this guy just hit it big, rich, you know, hit it big here and got rich quick. But, um, you know, that's a big, big part of this world. And, um, you know, there's a whole subculture of swapping and selling and who's got a piece of who and who's got what action that goes on behind the scenes. And that, like, fascinated the heck out of me. I just had no idea that was happening uh, until I was really part of it. Yeah, that was eye-opening. Now, like you said, the real battleground for, for Daily Fantasy really became New York. So what was Attorney General's Eric Schneiderman's position when it came to Daily Fantasy? Um, I mean, his position was, this is gambling, and it's obvious, and there's nothing different about this in a lot of ways than online poker, and we don't allow online poker in the state of New York, so why on earth would we allow this? And, um, you know, first a court agreed with him, and, you know, there were all these discussions, and, and there was a protest, which I attended outside his office, and all this back and forth over game of skill and, you know, game of chance and all that, and at the end of the day, his argument was that doesn't really matter, and what really matters is this has all the tenets of a gambling operation which we regulate similar to others in the state of New York and you know again the lower courts certainly agreed with him for a time and uh, what happened was it went to higher levels of courts went to appeals and eventually uh, the companies made a deal with him to pull out of the state of New York pending uh, a legislation in the New York State legislature and so that was essentially a short-term defeat for them but they believed they could win in the legislature in the long term and get themselves legalized explicitly in New York. And they turned out to be right. And that's kind of one of the last things I cover in the book, which is the legal fight over how the New York legislation was passed, which really came down to the wire and was very much a crazy you know, sequence of events. Yeah, you kind of see oh, how the sausage is made yeah, politics-wise. Yeah. That was almost 2 o'clock in the morning, right? That was the last vote of the session, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was not actually the last specific vote, but it was one of the last few um, in the legislative session for 2016 before New York finished up. And, you know, it really, truly did come down to the wire. Uh, and, you know, daily fantasy people were sweating it out nationwide because they knew that whatever way New York went was how this industry was going to go. And so when New York happened, um, you know, it really was truly a last minute thing and it was expected not to pass at the last second. And then it kind of you know, snatch victory from the jaws of defeat, and Daily Fantasy was allowed to survive. And, uh, yeah, it was really a pretty crazy, you know, I don't want to give too much away about how that all happened in there, but it's a pretty crazy sequence of events, and to kind of see how that all happens at the assembly level uh, was very eye-opening as well. Daniel, we're running out of time. Can you tell everyone where to get Dueling with Kings and any other website you have to promote? Yeah, sure. I mean, you can really get it pretty much anywhere. Um, you know, order it on Amazon, buy it at Barnes & Noble, you know, your local bookstore hopefully should have it. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's uh, Dueling with Kings, High Stakes, Killer Sharks, and the Get Rich Promise of Daily Fantasy Sports. I am uh, Dan Barbarisi. You can follow me on Twitter at Dan Barbarisi or go to my website, danbarbarisi.com. And, again, uh, just, yeah, please go buy Dueling with Kings uh, wherever you'd like. Give it an Amazon order and... <laughs> I really hope you enjoy it. Tell me what you think. Yeah, like I said, the name of the book is Dueling with Kings by author Daniel Barbarisi, which is an amazing look into the world of daily fantasy sports. Thanks for joining us, Daniel. All right, dude. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Well, that'll do it for us this week on House of Cards. If you go into one of the newly reopened casinos, poker rooms, or sports books, please be safe. We'll see you next time on House of Cards.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.